Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. Thank you for everybody who've been tuning in, tapping in, sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff. You know, I'm always trying to bring the heat, always trying to bring the dopest performers local in the neighborhood, the most creative, the most talented, and, you know, everybody with a good story to share. So, um... I want to send a big shout out to the DHTC. They just threw a dope ass two day Friday and Saturday event. Uh, Tech Troy, you know, they had like 25 DJs from everywhere. Shout out to you guys. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's getting hot out there, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to jumping into the beaches, pool, go swimming, barbecuing, all that good stuff, man. The only thing is I know sometimes pe- uh, the heat make people crazy, man. So everybody out man, there just what? be safe, man. But uh, today, man, I got a guest, my man. He's very talented, very creative. I'm, uh, you know, happy to have him here. This is my man, Rico Waves. What's up with you, my dog? What's the word, man? Rico Waves, man. Let him know who you are, where you from, man. Talk to Uh, him. You know, I'm Rico Waves. I'm uh, an artist out of Southwest Detroit slash E-Course, however you want to call it. Uh, I do predominantly hip-hop music slash a little bit of R&B infusion in there. Uh, I make clothes, Eighth Wave Records. That's my clothing brand. That's the LLC. Uh, yeah, just pretty much a multifaceted artist all around. Uh, really involved in the community. That's really dope. So you were telling me that you was tied into the culture creators with Reyes and uh and, and uh, EJ and them boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the family, of course. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Them good, solid brothers, man. And, uh, you know, through them, I've met so many people, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, so I I, I salute to the culture creators, man. Them boys always doing their thing. And I love that they reproduce. Yeah, you shout out to Wack, shout out to Coach Boy, shout out to everybody. Faction. No doubt about it, man. Yeah, and they also always throwing some, some dope-ass events. Yes, of course, of course. Yup. So, uh, tell us like a little bit about where you from, bro. Like, what part of the neighborhood? How'd you grow up? The diversity, the transitions, the changes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So, uh, see, if you want to take it all the way back, I was born in Hudson Hospital. You know what I'm saying? That's the they say if, if you if you're really from Detroit, you was born in Hudson Hospital, supposedly. Uh, but yeah. So, we, nigga, I was born in Chicago, Cook County, so I ain't no real Detroit nigga. Okay, <laughs> No, no. Good shit. thing we got ties to Chicago the way Man, we you do, you know. It's universal, <laughs> worldwide. Oh yeah, but uh, see, I grew up on Beard and Lafayette, like Springwell's Way in Southwest, well, Southwest <clears throat> Detroit, Mexican town, as people may know it as. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we moved like McGraw Ways, and we lived on Proctor. Spent a couple years over there. And then what was the difference between both of them na- neighborhoods, going to McGraw and then coming from, you know, the Verner side of town? See, I feel like on the, on the Springwell side of town, it's more like a, let's see, damn, how do I even put this? I feel like it's more of Southwest as opposed to like the McGraw side is like, that's closer to the West side and to Dearborn, so you get a little bit of feel like once you get on McGraw and like Michigan, you got more like, diversity. Yeah, yeah, a okay. little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what by Werner, you got more more diversity in the Latino culture. 
Yeah, no, yeah, you got you got more of a diversity and just people in general. I feel like it's a it's more of a melting pot because it's kind of closer to downtown. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's like you see a little bit more of everything type shit. But after that, we moved to uh, E Corps, Black Southwest, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I call it the three <laughs> corners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know they separated uh, Mexican Town, Black Southwest, however you want to do it. But uh, yeah, moved over there by the projects and shit. Uh, can't give up the location and shit, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Over no there. Doubt. Uh, so what was it like? Like, what was the difference between you know growing up in Southwest and then growing up in Ecorse? Like, uh, you know, like for me, I you know I grew up in Rouge. I went to yeah. Rouge. I was in Southwest. I was able to combine, bring everything together, and you know even connected to Ecorse. But like, yeah. like I remember I used to bring guys from the neighborhood out to my house and shit, and they'd be like, "Man, like we in the burbs out here." I'm like, yeah. "Nigga, we like seven minutes away from where you live, man. Yeah. What the fuck is you talking about the burbs? Ain't nobody rich out here. Nobody got no big homes and mansions and shit, bro. See. You know, we just keep the streets a little bit more cleaner. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's the thing, people. I feel like. Especially, we, we moved to the mindset, like, we moved to E-Course with the mindset of, all right, this is not Detroit, so it's a better neighborhood. But really, it's just, like, Detroit 2.0. Them boys thugging all right. I'm telling yeah. you, man, I came home, it's bro, and same shit. E-Course. Them boys was thugging, you know? Yeah. Anything you see in, in the city and Southwest, you're seeing the same thing on the block. You're seeing the same thing mm-hmm. on in Ridge, and it's all the same. And it was crazy because, like, so many people that I knew from Southwest, like, they lived in Rouge and E-Course now, and, you know... Yeah. And then everybody like that I knew from Rouge and Ecores, they moved to like Southgate, Taylor, you know. Yeah, I feel like nowadays it's really like interchangeable. Like everybody just like, migrating, bro. Yeah, to where it's just like everyone like takes a little bit of time at everywhere. But you know, some people that are like, oh no, like we don't claim that it's Southwest type shit, like you know mm-hmm. that type shit. But and then like a lot of people, they're more for you know educating their kids, putting their kids in a better situation and yep. shit like that. Like even Southwest today, it's not the same Southwest it was when I grew up in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, you know course, what I mean? Now you have so many, um, you know, just just community people who are you know supporting each other, beautifying, yeah. respecting the community. You know, even the younger generations, like it's it's just different. I'm not saying that we ain't got our rough edges. You know what I'm of saying? Course. But we have evolved, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and, and I'm and I'm really proud proud of it i know you know everybody talks about the gentrification and all that stuff that's going on you know i just look at things different man that's just a process of life man just yeah. humans we you know sometimes you settle to a place for 50 years 100 years and then after that you know what i'm saying everybody migrates you move somewhere else you go yeah, somewhere see, else part of it is like the only thing that really is i'm glad that it even though there is some type of gentrification i feel like the culture is moving with the people like in a lot of cases, it's usually like a situation where it's, you know, the gentrification happens and then the, the culture kind of disappears. So like yeah. the people stop doing what they're doing. But I feel like if anything, like especially like the Hispanic culture and like the Mexican specifically now and like LP, Ecores, all down river, you see a bunch yeah, of Mexican you see spots. Taquerias, yeah. I've been you seeing see taco trucks. I've seen a taco trucks, truck in yeah. LP. I'm like, like, you know, like now it's like, yeah, it, it is getting pushed <clears> out the city, but it is. Like migrating with, Like the culture's moving with them mm-hmm. I Yeah like. I love it bro And then like um, A lot of the new gener- The newer gener- The younger generation I should say they, they speak Spanish You know what I'm saying Like a lot of them And then I know that in the community There's a lot of 
uh, Mexicans that have migrated from like Texas, Mexico, yeah. California, you know, and they have brought a lot of their culture, their talents, their skills, you know, here to Detroit. And I, and just, I love seeing, you know, just the community thriving, bro. Like everybody is on the grind. Everybody's on a mission. Everybody's growing. You know, you got people who are, you know, selling paletas, elotes, tacos yeah. on the corner, selling Still it out of their house. The and then in a year or two, now they got their own restaurant. And then, you know, two, three years later, now they got two restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I, I love seeing that. But that bro. just shows that's like the support of your own community will help you. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you have the community's full support, it's kind of like that's that helps you take off even more. Like mm-hmm. like somewhere like Mangonadas, like yeah, that started. I remember that was like a small ass little like low key spot, and then it was everyone started going there to where the point they had to make another one in Southwest, and they made another one out of Southwest, and yep. that was like a. You know what? I, I, I know they used to have one in Lincoln Park, too, and I'm disappointed that it wasn't successful. Is it yeah. still? Because I, I heard it, they had closed it down. Um, but, I'm, I'm really not too familiar with what, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But I did go there a couple of times. It was fire from my experience. Yeah. Um, so, I you know, I pick up the kids from Western and Earhart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so when usually when we're waiting for them to get out of school, like, they love running in the mangonadas. And yeah. they, I, I, you know what? I, I don't like the, the, the corn in the cup, bro. You know what I'm nah, saying? Man, like, that's my that shit, shit like, killed me. Like, I love the corn on the cob. Like, I <laughs> yeah. want that shit all over my face when I'm yeah. eating it. I love the cheese hot sauce. And I just found them over there. Damn, what are they called? But they're over there on uh i think it's christian c and junction right on the corner bro it's like a little mini little taco truck bro they sell tacos and they got the uh, the full elotes bro trying to think christian c and junction yeah it's like right down the street from holy redeemer bro there's like a little party store right there on the corner like you know where the little Uh, fire department is right there i can't think of that is it the the durango huh the durango i don't know what it's called i took a picture of it okay But, you know, I I just, you know, like I said, I love seeing, you know, everybody thriving, everybody, you know, striving for independency. And it seemed like so many people, even during the pandemic, you know what I'm saying, like really thrived. You know, I think it was really good for everybody to actually get a break. You know, get back in tune with your family, your loved ones, get to know yourself, get to know yourselves again because you know when when the pandemic first happened like nobody was accustomed to seclusion and you know yeah, we and had then, never been that isolated in like, yeah. history and like, then like you know they were saying like there was so many uh you know cases of you know people wanting to get divorced domestic violence and everything yeah. because everybody's so Suicide busy working you hardly up, yeah yeah, yeah and you never really got to spend time with your people and now you start you know building and getting to know each other and yeah. some of them loved each other and some of them didn't even like each other no more Man, you know that's, yeah I feel like it did really, the thing that was, because, you know, it it comes with the good and the bad, the whole pandemic thing, because it's like, I feel like we've never seen a point in time where this many people are expressing themselves in the way they are. Like, it's like, through the pandemic, a lot of people being by themselves and being in the house, you can't go out, like, it kind of, one, it made you want to support the people who you're around, because it was like a whole ban on travel, like, we really, like, a couple months ago, or like, at that time, it was like, you couldn't talk about going out of state. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like to the point where you couldn't even go to certain places like you couldn't go to a restaurant you couldn't do a lot of things so it's like being isolated and being behind closed doors by yourself really (laughs) put people in a position to where it's like okay so what do i what do i like Mm -hmm. like what do i what am i here for like what am i really and i feel like a lot of people (laughs) never really had that moment before that like they never had the i have to sit down and figure out what i like like and and I used to tell people, like, when I was in prison, like, I knew people who were very intelligent, you know, very studious. They read mm-hmm. books. They, you know, um, you know, they were just very intelligent. 
but I always said like a lot of times they knew more about others and and knew less about themselves, you know? Yeah. So I was like, it's important to take time to get to know yourself because you yourself are a book and you have many chapters of your life. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So instead of, you know, reading books, trying to find an identity, you know what I'm saying? Like get to know yourself better. Yeah, of course. You know, you got to do a lot of, uh, you know, internal research, man. You know what I'm saying? Do a little soul searching and shit. And, um, and then you start tapping into, you know, some of your, uh, you know, your potentials, you know, yeah. some of your interests, things like that. Yeah, a lot of things, like a lot of the time it's more so a fear of trying, like the fear of like people don't even do some shit. Like, you know, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know you're a good podcaster until you did the podcast, but some people mm -hmm. won't even do the first episode of the podcast. Yeah. So they never know, like. The only reason why I'm where I'm at with music is because I made my first song. If I would have never made it, I would have <laughs> never knew if, okay, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to. And then you're like your own worst critic. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, stress, like, yeah. not only did you make the music, yeah. but you had to like it to want to continue it. You know, I no matter what that. other people say, you know, you got to be content with it, yeah. you know? That can be detrimental to being your biggest self-critic. <clears throat> yeah, because some people only tear themselves down because they yeah. want to be, you know, perfect or whatever it may be. And then you could also, like, it causes you to almost get in your own way of, like, of course you should want to put out the best content and you should want to, like, be the best version of yourself. But sometimes, like, it's the simplicity that gets the people. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes it's, like, you try too hard to make it perfect where it's, like, over-polished, like, oversaturated. Yeah, like, you know, absolutely. It's like you're trying too hard. Like, it's not kind of natural. It's not like a... Yeah, because now it's not fun then. Yeah, now it's not fun. Now, now it's become like, like a job, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like you it's... never want it to be that. You always want it to be more so of a, like, okay, I did this in the moment with the full emotion and the full intent mm -hmm. of this. And it has more of that. You, you want to feel it. Like, oh, yeah, like, certain songs, I hear them, and I'm like, yeah, I wish I was in that studio session. Like, it just sounds mm -hmm. like... It sounds like the studio session was fun as fuck. Like, mm -hmm. no doubt about it, man. You know, it's it's the energy that you bring, and you know, it's if you're just not passionate about it, or you're making something for the sake of other people's opinions. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Then you're never gonna really reach your full potential. You just pretty much become a robot. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like. You know, with with my podcast, bro, like I'm satisfied with it and I'm satisfied with the impact that it's making, bro. Like, yeah. you know, it brought you here, you know, today. Of course, of course. And um, like I said, you know, I, I just I, I, I love supporting everybody locally. I want to see everybody do good. I love that I have a platform that brings, you know, local talent on here. I love that everybody comes and shares their stories. Yep. You know what I mean? And, you know, people get to learn, you know, get to learn from others, man. Yeah. And it's cool to have like. Like how I was saying earlier, it's cool to have a platform where people are able to come here and just be fully transparent and fully be themselves and like tell their story, tell their version of how they, because it's like we're all from the same city, but at the same time, you could be next door neighbors and live completely different lives. Absolutely. Like, you are absolutely right, bro. And it's like, like <clears throat> a lot of us will be from the same neighborhood, from the same blocks. And it's like, we all have different things that crafted as to how we are like made us the people who mm -hmm. we are today like i was saying um like i didn't grow up with my father you know what i'm saying and then i had some neighbors and you know they had their father you know and um but I, you know the way he used to kick his kids ass kick his yeah. the mom's ass and he yeah. just kept always yelling always fighting always drunk i said oh shit like maybe i'm doing good without a dad yeah. if that's what having a dad is then shit yeah, i don't want that type yeah, shit. yeah hell no and, you know, even like I was telling you, you know, there was a point in time, you know, where I felt like, 
you know, it was a blessing that I didn't get to raise my my sons because, you know, my kids in general, because had I would have raised them, I would have raised them according to how I was then. Yeah. You know, and I lived like a savage, bro. I was in the streets, so yeah. I would have raised my sons to be the same way. And, you know, even though I, I hate the fact that I didn't get the chance to raise them, I'm also grateful because they had the liberty of, you know, just, you know, growing in their own in their yeah. own self, you know, kind of finding themselves in, the, in that process of it. Because a lot of us are just pr uh, really a product of of our parents and what they yeah. teach us. So we're already programmed as kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we never get the option to actually make our own choices, grow into ourselves, or our own interests. You know, I know people who are grown and and you know they pursued careers in college and jobs and all this due to their parents wanting them to do that, yeah. and then they don't even be happy with it because they're like. This is not even what I wanted to do. You know, I just did it because my parents wanted me to do this. Yeah, I feel like that's like you're not born with certain ignorance. Like a lot of it is taught, like everything is taught. So it's like whether it be like how you said, like you were glad that you weren't in their life because you didn't want them to follow the road where maybe they were doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Like that's how you said it's taught. Same thing with like maybe there's like like like, like kids are naturally racist, you know, like kids are. That's not that's not a thing that we're born with. Yeah. It. That's like, you're oh, you heard. That. Yeah, you're taught that from your parents. So it's the same shit. Like, obviously, if you grew up in like I got uh, I got one, I got to borrow one of my songs. I said grew up in the hood. Uh, we ain't used to seeing doctors like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not growing up seeing doctors and pharmacists. And like, I don't really want to be these people. I see like the dope boys and like the real money getters. Like, so mm -hmm. to a young kid growing up, even if. You're not really too involved with anything like that. It's still, that's who the that's who the big people are. Like you know, what I'm saying that's who the ballers are in the neighborhood. We don't have any, like oh, like he was a, a brain surgeon or no shit like that. Like that, that's and I tell people that all the time. Like bro, when I was growing up, like nobody wanted to be a doctor, a police, an attorney, yeah. a fireman, nothing. Everybody wanted to be a gang member. Everybody wanted to be a drug dealer. Like you know, what I'm saying everybody wanted to be tough. You know, it was just when Facts. you grow up in the mud, man, you taught to just survive. That's it. They don't teach you how to live. They just teach you how to survive. Yeah, how to maintain, really, like, just how to, and barely even that. Like, it's just how to stay afloat. Yeah. Like, and, and, and you do a disservice to the people, man, because it's hard for them to grow when they always living for the day and never thinking about tomorrow, you know. But when you're around murder and violence, it's like, how can I, you know, I have to live for the day because tomorrow's not promised, yeah, like, you know. It's a bunch of people right now that got gun cases just because... They're carrying a gun because everyone else carries a gun. And it's like, you don't want to, if everyone else on the on your street has a gun and there's all this shit going on, you don't want to be the only one that's left lacking. That puts you in a position where even if you're not on that, say you mix that with maybe you were so happened to be smoking with one of your homeboys before, like mm -hmm. completely unrelated. And I was like, boom, you got jammed just like that. And now you're part of the system too, not even... Mm -hmm. You're not even affiliated with nothing or involved in nothing, but it's just like like they say. We used to have a saying: "I'd rather caught, get caught with it than get caught without it." Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it, because it's a catch twenty two, bro. Yeah. You know, I'd rather get caught with it. If I get caught with it, at least I, you know, I go do my time and come back home. You know what I'm saying? Because if I don't have it, I can I be live. killed, bro. Yeah. You know. 
So at least you lived. At least you made it out alive. And and honestly, bro, like I had no interest, bro. When I got out of prison, I had no interest in wanting to have no guns or be around guns. Like I'm straight. Like mm-hmm. I got God in my life, and like that's enough for me. But it's like now, like I work with ceasefire. I do crowd control, and we try to you know defuse situations and mediate situations yeah. in Greek Town. Shout out to my ceasefire team, man. Much love to y'all. But you got guys walking around that bitch with Dracos, choppers, AK <laughs> yeah. side, like yeah. walking up and down the fucking strip you know yeah. what i'm saying and it's like it makes the crowd it makes people in general uncomfortable especially with all the bullshit that's been going on yeah, you know what i'm saying so now yeah. like i'm starting to feel like maybe i need a gun and i wish i could legally have a gun you know what yeah. i mean like i that's something that i want to pursue i want to try to fight for my rights to have a gun because i'm not going to carry no gun because i'm not about to go back to prison not for nothing you yeah, know what course, i'm saying but course. i want the right i want the freedom again to be able to carry because you know, and I'm not saying that it makes makes anything better because, you know, I'm trying to promote peace. I don't want anybody to get killed. Yeah, but, but the reality of things, these boys are savages out yeah. there, bro. You know what I'm saying? These niggas are running around with 100 rounds ready to kill everything in sight. You know what I'm and saying? And it's like somebody's bad day might lead to being... Road rage, yeah. anything, dog. Someone just got into it with their girl and they fucking pissed Heavy off early in the morning. Yeah, type you know? shit. I know, bro. It's terrible, bro. The and then, you know, all these schools. I'm talking about this shit is embedded in kids, bro. Yeah. I'm talking about not even just like young 18, 19. I'm talking about five, six, seven year old, bro. They so just found a kid shit. at Earhart with a gun, bro. Uh, Earhart Middle School. Yeah. You know, and it's like, damn, bro. I don't know. I, I, I try not to be too hard and so skeptical and, and critical, I mean, of, of, of kids because. I was a I was a little savage too, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When That's I was going shit. to school yeah. and shit, I was already gangbanging. I had guns everywhere. So I'm not saying it's right, but I just, you know, we need we need a, a whole new idea for what society, you know, should look like, man. Yeah, it's you not know? right, but it's still like the fact that it's normalized should not be like it shouldn't be mm-hmm. so normal to us that it's like, oh, okay, like it's almost like we're becoming desensitized to the school shootings and the mass, mm-hmm. like all the mass. Oh, just another like one. With ODs, yeah. people are ODing, bro, every every couple times a week sometimes. Like, oh, you heard, you heard about that school shooting? Which one? Oh, damn, how many people? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And it's like, on to the next. Like, it's, it's becoming mm-hmm. to the point where it's literally people are just... Murder, like, oh, dying, yeah. drug overdoses. Like, it's just like normal anymore, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy because... I'll see a picture of a person who has passed away on a shirt or a hoodie, yeah. and that person on the picture is wearing a T-shirt of somebody who passed away. So I was like, damn. I was like, really? Like, damn, I'm looking into a shit like, damn, somebody's wearing a shirt of somebody that passed away of somebody who's wearing a shirt that somebody passed. It's, it's just a it's cycle a of cycle. death, yeah, bro. bro. You know? And it's like, damn, bro. Like, people just, like, I, like the pandemic, I thought, if anything, like, prison had taught me, bro, because you never know what you got so you, you don't have it anymore. It's just be grateful, bro. Be grateful for life. Appreciate life. Appreciate what you have value yourself you know what i'm saying and 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 um you know i don't know bro i don't know if all that seclusion just you know yeah just you know hit people triggered people or something bro yeah i feel like really it's just it sucks that it got to be like that to where it's like it's almost like a normal for us like like we grow up accustomed to seeing all this shit so it's like we're so desensitized to it where it's like damn okay like everyone i know has somebody in their family that suffer some type of violence like 
went mm-hmm. out through some type of violence or is in jail for something or you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah, like for damn, sure. like you fall into it like how you said with the t shirt. It's like damn, like you could literally see the, the fucking how it's a trap of like it's generations of fucking curses that have been back to back to back mm-hmm. to back of like Did you grow up with both your parents? Uh yeah, I'm blessed to have grown up with both of my parents in my life. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your mother and your father. What did they teach you? You know, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, bro. That's always been yeah. my format. Past, present, future, the good, the bad, the ugly. Of you course. Know? Well, you know what I'm saying? I gotta give a shout out. Uh I'm first generation. Uh you know what I'm saying? Meaning that my parents were born in Mexico type shit. So I was the first generation here in the United States. Uh like I said, I was lucky enough to have both of them around. It was it was a situation where they were always around, but you know, it's like you always got to do a little extra when you're not from here. It's like you got to put in those extra hours you and a lot of extra. You know, it was, it was a lot of that of like, you know, working like overtime and shit like that, like of course. Uh I feel like like if you lived in in the hood at at some point there was some type of struggle financially. Like, there was some type of hardships, like, whether mm-hmm. that be, you know, everyone has their own personal experiences, but I, I'm i not going to say that it was, like, I had, a, like, the absolute hardest, like, the toughest life out here, but, of course, it's, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, the, when, like, how do I say, when you come here and they came from, like, they came from another country, they came from Mexico, and they don't know the language, you know, they don't know mm-hmm. the culture, they don't know it's kind of for some people it's difficult like some people never get into the routine out here mm-hmm. because it's almost like it's two different it's two different ways of life like how we move over here as opposed to how they live over there i feel like here the goal is to like get rich over there is just to be happy i feel like like you know yeah. so it's like once you get here it's a very like money hungry like you always have to like of course it's like you can't live without money. Yeah. And you have to have a job, another job, a side hustle, and another hustle. Like you yes. literally have to have different yes. avenues of income to survive today. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how you want to live your life. Yeah. You know, but and even just to live decent, it it's costs a lot of money. Just to maintain, like mm-hmm. nowadays, and it's like like, of course, like, don't get me wrong. Get the bag. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, no days off. Like, fucking get that shit grind out every day. But at the same time, it's like we're putting this shit where it's like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. like a like a consistent, like, like, like it's already hard enough for, for us to kind of get out of the, the hole that we're in. Yeah. So it's like once you get to that on top of everything else, it's kind of, it puts us in that, back to what we were saying, like the infinite loop of just the same shit. But um, but now it's like this new generation, like they have different different goals or on a different mission. This generation, like they believe in education, they value graduation. Like yeah. I never graduated. I dropped out of school, fucking ninth grade. Um, you know, I never was taught about you know being educated or what. You know, I didn't. I I I just knew about selling drugs and being yeah. in the streets and being a gang member. But this shit, like. Is dope. Like I, um, I work at the DHDC. We got a robotics program. This is yeah, all engine. This hard. is all engineering. Yeah. These kids are in there like doing this shit, and I'm like, wow, it's beautiful to know. You know what I'm saying? Especially like our people, our culture. Like we were always just known as, you know, the farmers, the housekeepers, and all yeah, that shit. Like but hard now, labor and shit now like we're that. now we're we got our our uh, sleeves rolled up too, and yeah. and you know we're in the tech world now. We're in the building yeah. things. We're intelligent. We're evolving. We're growing. We're producing and reproducing producing you know yeah, like that's the one thing like so 
like I was saying, uh, my parents were always working. My dad did like landscaping and hard labor. Mm-hmm. And That's then, rough uh, work. My mom always did like either restaurants or factories and stuff like that, jumping mm-hmm. back and forth from that. And like you know, either way, it's like it's hard labor. It's not like a like an office job when you're in AC relaxing or like even something like like even if I were to take off successfully as a, as a musician or as a creative, whatever it is, it's like that. The hours that you put in with that, yeah, it's like uh, it's hard mentally, but it's not like physically. You don't have to experience the same things as like being in the sun for twelve hours a day, seven days a week, like holidays and like winters and shit. Like, like you know, what I'm saying like a couple Christmases, like at work and shit like that. You know? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And 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 this is the thing too is that is it's like it's it's a catch twenty two because you got parents who just they're trying to live the best life and give the best life to their kids. So they're always working. And a lot of times you have to make yeah. sacrifices because you're not there for your kids. You're not there for your family. You're so, uh, you know, more focused on being able to provide for your family, but you haven't really, you forfeit the privilege of actually yeah. raising your kids. So while mom and dad are both working overtime, 10, 12 hours a day, now you guys are being influenced by the street school, you know, just people yep. here, there, like, you know, it just, it, it happens like that, you know? Yeah, and I, I noticed it, like, specifically with a lot of first-generation people, they have that same story of their parents try so hard to, like, provide for them and make sure they live the, like, as, a good as, as good as a life as they could mm-hmm. to where it's almost like the one thing you got to sacrifice is the time. So, like, like yeah, it, was, it wasn't that bad, but, like, a lot of the time, it's like, like, the time wasn't there, like, the quality time wasn't spent, you know? Mm-hmm. Was your dad was like was he hard on you or was your mom the disciplinary like how how did that go for you bro like uh, I say my dad was pretty he just always was on some like work like you gotta you gotta work for what you want like mm-hmm. on some he tried he for sure instilled the hard work discipline like the you mm-hmm. nothing in life is free I feel like that was taught at a very early age mm-hmm. of like no matter what you have to go out and do this shit even if you don't feel good even if you don't. Like, that's one thing that I admire from, like, looking at it from the outside of, like, of course, it's, like, you don't, you didn't want to see that growing up of, like, seeing your parents go to work every day. Like, you want to see vacations and shit like that. But it's still, Mm -hmm. like, damn, like, it makes you respect the fact of, like, okay, like, it makes you respect the fact of, like, damn, like, you really aren't aren't taking any days off. Like, you're really, Mm -hmm. like, you got to sacrifice a lot for that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it it taught me that of, like, the hard work, worth ethic, uh work ethic and then uh you know my mom just taught me like the the regular shit just to like you know just basic morals and stuff like that like respect mannerisms please thank you excuse me yeah of course of manners for sure for sure like you you know you know our, our elders like my elders growing up it was like do as I say, not as I do. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like, you're telling me, yeah, you got to work and you got to work hard to have the things you want, but I'm surrounded with all my uncles, cousins, everybody's selling drugs, selling weed, partying, yeah. you know, everybody. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that don't even make no sense. Like, yeah, you tell me to work. To... You ain't even working. You grinding. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to become a product of my environment. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Of course, of course. Of course, I'm going to join a gang. Of course, I'm going to get a bag, you know? Yeah. You telling me, but that shit don't work no more. And that's what I like about this generation is just because they ask questions my generation we weren't we were raised we weren't allowed to ask questions you yeah. just do what the hell we tell you we're gonna bust your little head you know what i'm saying yeah. and now it's like well I, I need to know why i need an answer why this why that you know what i mean yeah and, i feel like especially like that's another thing from 
I feel like one of the bad things. I know I'm not gonna say bad things. It's it's a good and a bad. Like give how you take it, but it's like. Damn, I honestly forgot what we were just talking about. My fault, my fault. <laughs> my fault. Hi, my hey, we smoked before the thing, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. No, I was just, you know, I was just talking about, you know, how, you know, our parents was always like, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And it was like, that shit don't make no sense. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, my fault, my fault. Yeah, uh, you good. It's like, it's, it's hypocritical. <laughs> the best of yeah, it, bro. It's, yeah. it's hypocritical, but like, I see, I see what you mean. And once you get a little bit older, like, okay, okay, like. You were saying, don't do this, even though you see me doing it because you want us to be better than you. Mm-hmm. But it's like at the time, like when you're younger, you see that shit and it's kind of like, a, well, why? If you do it, why am I not? Like, why can't I do it? Like, yeah. literally, you're doing it. Like, I'm going Don't smoke up. cigarettes, but you sitting here blowing down Man, every day. You don't know? drink alcohol, but you drunk as fuck every, every week. Every time I look yeah. in the fridge, you got, you know, so it's like, come on, man, this shit don't make sense. But we never questioned it. We just did what we were told or we get our ass beat. Of course. You know, shit. But nowadays, you can't do none of that shit. You hear me? You'll be in jail uh, yeah. quick as hell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, nowadays, they fucking strict on And, that and shit. even it's though like, a lot of people criticize the younger generation saying they soft as hell and this, this, that, and the other, I mean, it had to be that way because you had people who went beyond disciplinary. You had people who were beating the shit out of their kids. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I it's mean, like, even, man, that's not right. You're taking, you're having a bad day. You're angry and you're beating the shit out of your kids. Like, you know, now, now, you know, now the things are the way they are. And I, I, yeah. I, you know, I know I used to get my ass kicked a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was bad, you know? And, um, but it just, we had, we needed to change the culture, bro. Yeah, of course. Because like, hurt people hurt people, bro. And, you know, we made it normal to be able to, you know, fight. That's violence, you know? Yeah, a lot of the times it's like people, like, they have their own kids and then they almost, like, seek out for, like, the... Like, they want to pass on that energy of, like, how they felt as kids of, like, and it's kind of fucked up, but it's, like, a subconscious thing of, like, okay, like, I went through this fucked up traumatic shit, so, like, now, if you talk back, I'm going to smack you, I'm like, I'm going to hit you how my parents hit me. Or, like, yeah, yeah, and that's how they thought, like, well, that's how I was raised, that's how I was taught, doesn't mean it was right. But they were wild back then, like, even, like, they were out of pocket, because I, like, I mean, I always hear stories of people saying how they used to be able to hit kids in school. Man, I used to get paddled in school, bro. Really? Man, you go to the principal's office. They had a paddle with holes drilled in it and a whack your ass about two, three times. I'd be like, shit. I mean, they would call your parents, get the permission. Yeah. Your parents uh, are like, go ahead and whoop uh, them. And then, 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 and then, yeah, you get whacked. See, I feel like it would be in... Like in the climate that I went to school in, I feel like that that wouldn't go. I feel like like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like like I don't picture that the high school I was at like seeing yeah. the fucking Times seeing kids changed. being like okay like like you yeah. know like go ahead hit me like yeah yeah I mean you know like I said bro I think that this generation no matter what people say about it they are correcting our errors you know what I mean of course and I'm glad that I was able to you know make the changes and the transitions that I needed to in my life, yeah. bro, you know? So, you know, I become, you know, more of a humanitarian, more understanding, more patient, you know what I'm saying? Just with people, with life, with myself, with my own growth, you know what I mean? You know, like I said, bro, I missed out on 17 years, you know, and a lot of times, you know, people want to come home and just, you know, make up for that. And I feel like, you know, I, you know, that wasn't for me to make up. It was for me to just pick up, you know, yeah. from there and apply everything that I learned from then. I mean, I got a second chance at life, bro. Yeah, of course. I could have 
have easily been sitting in prison for the rest of my life or I could have been dead. Yeah. I got a second chance, bro, and I decided to do, you know, do do the right thing, you know, make, yeah. you know, and and just contribute, you know, to people's well-being, my not only just my own, my community and society in general, bro. Yeah, it's dope you took that as a wake-up call cuz I feel like a lot of times it's like people will go through some shit like that and they think like, "Oh, I'm good. Like if I do some shit like this, they're going to let me go again." And then it's like they get caught, and now this is the time where they're like, "Oh no!" Like, see, the first time we were like, the first time we would have let you go, we would have let you walk, but now it's like you're fucked. Like, mm-hmm. now we got you. Like now it's you're fucked. Like you're like you know how you said like if you would have got into some shit afterwards, like you would have been gone for good. You know, yeah, and they would have yeah. took you back. Like, yeah, bro, we, I I caught not only did what I did, I go to prison. I caught a dope case in prison, like you know, and then got more time on top shit. of it. So yeah. it was like, I felt like I was never gonna get out of this shit. Yeah, you know, and I blamed it all the system and this that, but it's you, it's me, yeah. it's me. I gotta change. You know, I can't wait for other than that. Oh, they were just harassing me and. Fuck no, you in here doing this bullshit. You know you ain't supposed to be doing that shit. Get your shit yeah. together. You're gonna pay for it. You know, and I needed that hard lesson, bro. Because yeah. when I came home, I could have went either way. You know what I'm saying? I could have went back to the streets. I could have went and got me a big bag and been good with it. But I was like, nope, I'm straight. I'm sticking to the script. I ain't fucking with the devil no more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like that's why I actually bought this shirt. It's a cult t-shirt. It says yeah. you can't do basic shit with epic people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know, it's got it's got the Saint Michael stepping on on the devil. And you know, it, you know, the devil don't take no breaks, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He 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 uh he he come through you on all kinds of different yeah, of ways. Course. You know, yeah, he, he's deceitful, bro. Sure. He comes with a smile. He send people at you and all that shit. So you know, you got the you got the deny the devil daily bro you know yeah, what i come mean come to you in the form of a friend of a relationship of a, all that bro they, they try job, to break you down a, mentally emotionally they attack you spiritually physically you know what i mean but i'm like i'm straight i made my decision i am not straddling that fence no more bro you yeah. know what i'm saying shit you know, I danced with the devil for too long, bro, and I just got sick of my own shit because I kept choosing that because I believed in it. I thought that yeah. I was going to live a hell of a life eventually because I felt like I was I, the only way I was ever going to have things was through selling drugs or I was going to hit a big lick one day and be able to buy a house or a car or a yeah. truck and all this shit. No. You got to work. You got to have a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you got gotta, to have a hustle. You got to... You know, you got to find a way to make it to where it's not like how you said, like you feel like the devil, like I feel like it's the the energy you put out is the energy you're going to receive. Like it's always mm-hmm. like a cycle, like energy goes, it's not energy is never just stopped. Like, you know what I'm saying? Energy is always constant, it's always flowing. So it's like always the energy, emotion. the energy you put out is always going to be reciprocated. If you put out all this negative shit and you are here doing all this negative shit and you get out here and you're making these bad decisions and hanging with these crowds, like of course, like the result is going to be negative shit. Like, you know, like if you constantly, it's like, even with words, if you constantly keep saying negative things, like I hate my life, like I want to die, like some shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you already killing yourself. You convince yourself with that. You wake up feeling like you hate yourself because you keep saying that. Like you wake up like 
you don't want to get out of bed because you constantly saying like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. die type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, man, people keep making excuses, bro. You know, oh, it's hard and this, that. Listen, if you want to go get it, the same way, if you want to get high, you know where to go get high. Man. If you want a job, man. you know where to go get a job. You know, if you want to go do good, if you want to go to church, you, you know where that's at. Yeah. Just like you know where to go do the bad shit, course, you know where to go do the good shit. And it's all up to you. You can't say, oh, well, my mom and my dad and my community and my circumstance and my teacher and this. No, you know, maybe once upon a time, but once you become a conscious adult, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you naturally are going to grow in one form or another, you know, whether it's the right way or the wrong way, but you have the ability to change the direction. If you don't like the way your life is, go out there and do something about Facts. it, bro. You know, when I see these people on the corners, bro, these guys, they, these people these days, these are like these, they're supposed to be homeless, drug addicts, shit like yeah. that. They're dressed in nice shoes and they're just yeah. holding signs up. Help me. I'm home. Like you don't Young even look, fuck, like you look. You like got you just two hands, graduated. you got two feet, you got eyes. I could see right. if you had no legs missing and all that shit. But like, man, go get a job, man. Go work. Sometimes it's just a lack of accountability. Of like, to a certain extent, it is a product of your environment. But at the same time, it's like we still have to grow past that. We still have to look past that because it's like okay, like we already know that we're gonna become products of environments if we don't get out. So the goal is to like, even if you're doing this shit, a lot of people forget like. When you're in this shit, when you're doing certain shit, the goal is to get out. The goal is to fucking yeah. get money, stack out mm-hmm. the way, like get a crib for your family, and now mm-hmm. you're good. You don't got to do the shit. Mm-hmm. Like people want to die in this shit. I feel like that's that's the common trend of like people are so like they they're so infatuated with the thought of it. Like they call it chasing the dragon, where like you get the yeah. dopamine, you get the rush of you love that, and you constantly chase it, and the high is never the same. Like you're just constantly chasing that one high ass moment to where it's like. It's you just fuck yourself up. like when I grew up, bro, I was like, like I wanted to go to prison. I knew I'd go to prison one day, you know, yeah. and I felt like that's what you had to do to be an OG, to be a real, like a like, real nigga. You, you made it feel cool. Real, like, yeah, like you know, that was cool. And, 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 and this was the thing. Like, if I kill you, they going to respect me, nigga. They going to salute me. Nigga, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you kill me, they going to remember me. They going to, yeah. you know, they going to miss me. They going to love me. They gonna know if I, I go to out, prison, yeah. you know, they going to salute me. They going to be like, that's a real one. They so I, I felt like whether I kill you, you kill me, or I go to prison, it's all, you know, it's all honor. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's all righteous. It's solid. That's real. That's real shit, you know? Yeah. And now when I look at it, I'm like, dog, that is some straight bullshit. Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like damn, like we fucking. I quit worrying about what the hood was gonna think, what the homies was gonna think. Oh, yeah, now I'm worried about what my kids think of me. You know, I want my yeah. mom to say I love my son, I'm proud of my son. I want my kids to be like, man, my dad's solid. You know, I love my really? dad. You know, he's a good dad. Not worried about oh man, I wonder what these guys are gonna think if I'm real or not, or if yeah, I'm solid or not. Or if, no, man, you worried about the wrong shit. You got, you know, you want your people to to be the ones that. That, you know glorify you that honor you that love you and respect you and and support you and all that good shit yeah because it's like if what's gonna happen when, when everyone's dead and gone like what, what does the respect matter yeah like that, what what are those stripes what does it really matter when yeah, it's what like, did you die for man yeah. I, I got to live for, for for with purpose and it's like especially when you see like like it'll be like beefs and it's just like back and forth murder and shit like that it's like you kind of see like damn like it's just a last man standing match, and then what happens when there's nobody left? And you then you realize yeah. that shit even matters. Yeah, bro. it's like, damn, now it's just a bunch of people dead on everywhere, and it's like, fuck, like, what do we, what do we really gain from this besides just fucking 
fucking our family up. Like, no, your mom got to go bury your son. Like, a lot of times it's like, and people do this without a backup plan. Like, if you living in this shit, you don't even got money for a funeral. Like, mm-hmm. you fucking, now your parents got to make, a, your family got to make a GoFundMe for you and they got to fucking sell shit to I, I, Man, listen, you can't even afford to die. That's what I'm you saying. What I'm like saying? Like, you, you can't, can't even afford to die right now. you can't afford to go out. Like, you don't, like, you don't have nothing towards nothing. Like, if you're gone, you're going like, to leave a burden on your family. Yeah. You know? I mean. Now your family got to sell the car type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now they got to fucking take out a loan. You go to jail. The now they yeah. putting up the house to get you a bond or get you out. Man. Like, you know, and then and then we talk about how, you know, we sell drugs so we can help our family. You're not helping your family, Man. though. And, and then really, when it really, really come down to it, I'm not saying everybody's, you know, the same, but... Man, a lot of guys, a lot of people in general, including myself, we were hustling for the lifestyle of things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, I, you know, made sure my family was good, but I, I was in it because I liked the shoes, the clothes, the yeah. clubs, the bars, the, yeah, you, you know, I like the fucking want, yeah. lifestyle. But then I'll be, oh, man, I'm doing it because my family, man. You want the money, the hoes, You the just cars, have to be the, honest with yourself yeah. about what you really doing, bro. You know, and, and if you're doing something that's righteous, you know what I mean, then, then you know, continue to, you know, do what you do. But you know if you on some Mickey Mouse shit, bro. Yeah, but even now, it's like, bro, this is the time where, like, you can literally do anything. Like, there's people that fucking, there's people that get rich on YouTube for getting in a bunch of food and eating it on camera. Man, I'm trying like, to get. Can I get rich, man? man can somebody cut me a like, check, man? Can we eat? We trying to eat. We got talent. We got skills. We got all kinds of good shit to artists, contribute to society, man. Videographers. We got dancers. We got English, Spanish, whatever man. you want, man. And uh, you know, I'm just trying to get somebody to cut the check. Hip hop, R and B. You know, some acoustics, some pop, some. Shout shit. out to my man Brian Ruiz, man. It's his birthday tomorrow, man. Shout out to Brian. I don't, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my man. You know yeah. And shout out to Grupo Contagio, man. They did their thing at my mom's birthday party at Las Vegas Hall in Lincoln Park. Um, you know, they had me all around that thing. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I love that shit. Boy, I be Banda doing style. me and my mom doing gritos the whole night. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. But uh, how often do you listen to Mexican music? Uh, Honestly, not as often as I should. I feel like. Your parents, do they listen to Mexican music? Um. Yes and no. Like, I feel like at some points in my life, like, of course, like, Saturday mornings when you up cleaning and shit, like, you hear your mom mm-hmm. up playing certain shit, you know? Yeah. Playing, it was a- and shit like that, like, yeah. playing that type of music, all about that shit, like, early in the morning. But other than that, it wasn't really, like, I wouldn't say it was, like, a like a bigger, like, it wasn't, like, a huge influence in the house. Like, there wasn't a lot of music mm-hmm. being played. Man, it was all music being my mom. She loved, she, we were either listening to Motown, The Temptations, The Four Tops, or we were listening to Los Tigres del Norte or Vicente Fernandez, or yeah. we was listening to Hurricane Production, like all freestyle, light productions, all that type See, of shit. My sisters, uh, like I got uh, three sisters and a brother. They're mm-hmm. all, I'm, the, I'm the youngest, so. Okay, like, you, the, you the baby. Yeah, I'm the baby. By the time I was growing up, they had already all moved out, slash. Mm-hmm. Like, in the process of moving out. Like, by the mm-hmm. time I was, like, a little kid. So, it's like, my sister would take me to school playing, like, Mary J. Blige and Usher and mm-hmm. that type of shit. So, I got that type of feel. And then, like, she would always play, like, rap music, like Ja Rule. Like, like the 2000 music, for sure, is a heavy influence on me. Like, I, I did get some, I would say, like, the, the melodies and the instrumentation of Mexican music stuck with me a lot. Like, in my music. Mm-hmm. 
like in, in little certain bits and pieces of it. I like certain instruments. And Bro, certain. your music is like really, really dope, and it's unique. Like. Like that Thank shit you, should be on the radio, bro. You sent me the song Vent, Hood Tales, and um, what was the other one? Uh, the Vent, the Hood Tales. Man, I forgot the other one that um, you just top said. Top ten. Yeah, top ten. And I was like, like I said, bro, I was like sitting here trying to compare you to like who do you sound like? And I could not. I could not, bro. Like yes, it was a whole you, sound. You. It was a whole vibe of its own. It's very clean, very professional. Like I love it, bro. And I think I more people that, need to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think you should get paid for that, bro. You Thank know you, what bro. I'm saying? I appreciate it. So that. how did you get into music? Who inspired you? If you could make a song with somebody far or near, who would it be? Okay, so let's start that off. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Let's start it off with the with the with the first question. Uh, so I started making music. Like honestly, I my first time making a song was like in fifth, sixth grade. Like we was making some little bullshit, like freestyles and shit like that. Um, then once I got to like it was the summer of eighth grade, going into ninth grade, going into like becoming a high schooler type shit. Uh, me and my cousin Chewy, uh, he's on the project on both of my projects. Uh, he got music coming soon as well, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Chewy. Uh, but, yeah, uh, me and Chewy started making music. Like, we we downloaded this app called Audacity, and we just off a of fucking... It was a garage band microphone, a sock over it, and just on the, like, in the closet <laughs> just singing. We recorded a song called Intro, uh, or Chronicles, however. Some people may know it, but I dropped it over the summertime. Then by the time the the school year started again, it was like... People were coming up to me like, oh, like, I heard you drop that song. Like, when you drop it again, when you drop it, when's the music coming? And, like, part of me is like, damn, I don't know if they were on some dickhead, like, trying to, like, you know, crack mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah. Or if they were actually genuinely, like, fucking with me. But I'm like, damn, like, I kind of like this. Like, I kind of, you know. So it was like, after that, that was like, okay, I want to start making music. And then I was like, you know what, I want to pick up an instrument. So I started uh, playing the keys. Like, I started playing the piano. And, For real? Yeah, teaching myself how to play the piano a little bit. I'm not going to say I'm like, super good or nothing like mm-hmm. that like i'm not like classically trained like i can't i don't know how to read music or nothing like that but okay that made me want to get into beats uh fast forward a little bit uh i went to river Rouge high school they offered a course called, yeah they offered a music production course type shit so they, oh for real Damn. yeah they taught us how to make beats so they taught me i already knew some of it like like i was already making beats on fl but they taught me how to work on reason which is what i make beats on now reason 10 okay uh yeah. Shout out to my man Pablo Pleasure, man. I was uh I was part of the Detroit Community Podcast Lab, and uh, they were teaching us how to use Audacity, mm. you know. So I needed Pablo to come help me out and assist me and put my projects together. My dog, do you know who Pablo is? Pablo uh, Pleasure. No, I haven't met him oh yet. man, he's dope too, bro. You got to get with him. Y'all need to collab. He's sweet too, bro. Yeah, and he, of he he like you know he he, he think he Rico Suave, you know. Okay, what okay, mean? okay. <laughs> yeah, he ain't Rico Wave. Yeah, Rico yeah, Suave. You know you know but shout me? out, shout out to uh, what's name? Pablo Pleasure. Pablo Pleasure. Shout out to Pablo yeah, Pleasure too. man. Y'all need to work together. I think y'all could put a banger out there for sure. Yeah, yeah, like, it, bro, how do you get your music on the radio, bro? Like, whatever we got to do, like, we need to do this with all of our local talent, man. Yeah, we need man. to get on the damn radio. I mean, if we got to come up with money and pay for it, then whatever. But even, like, back in the days, like, like artists used to go to DJs, strip clubs, clubs, like, everywhere and just yeah. pay them to play their music. But, you yeah, know. I feel like it's a very much if you like it's not i always hear it's not what you know it's who you know mm-hmm. like it's not it's not you could be fucking the best at something but it's, it don't matter if you don't know the right people 
Like mm-hmm. you can you can not be that good, but if you know the right people and are in the right rooms, you'll get certain connects that you wouldn't normally. I don't know who we need to connect with. I don't know who we need to meet, who needs to hear this or see this. But wherever you are, you know, yeah, make it come happen. to Southwest Detroit. Yeah, we got some shit. Because we got an army, an army of nothing but talent, of, you know, progressive, uh, you know, creators. And um, we got everything. And I just, you know, I want to see us just be successful, bro, in every way, in our crafts, but also economically, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to eat. I want you to eat. I want everybody to eat because, man, bro, we got talent. Like, I've never seen it before. No, I feel like this new wave, like, like I was, uh, I always tell people, like, shout out to Victorino and shout out to Brian. Uh, I seen him recently at Gabe's video shoot. Shout out to Gabriel Duran as well. Um, I'm getting a bunch of people shout out podcast. Yeah. I want to get him on the podcast. I'm, I'm giving a shout out to everybody. I fuck with you know what I'm saying. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, I seen him do the halftime show for the Pistons. I said, oh yeah, yeah this brother hard. doing his thing. But yeah, I seen I seen him at uh, his video shoot type shit, and we was just all talking, and uh, like I just spoke on how like, I was telling you this earlier too. Of I feel like everyone's in a place where yeah, we all rap, and like even the Latinos, like we all make rap music or like hip-hop inspired music but nobody's stepping on each other's toes because of how unique and how original everyone is mm-hmm. like i would never get in the way of even like one of my homies or somebody that's around me you know what i'm saying because it's like even though we're around each other all this time our music sounds nothing alike like we're very distinct like i feel like everyone in this upcoming class has the they have some type of effect to them like they have some type of like okay you don't sound like like, you know, like a Victorino doesn't sound like me. I don't sound like Fabo. He doesn't sound like Demacio. Like, nobody sounds like mm-hmm. everyone has their own. Like, okay, okay. Like, I see you on some different shit type shit. Like, and, like no one, like, I fuck with that so much because it's almost like we're not. Like, we can never get in each other's way. We can never, like. How do you often collab with? Because I think that's what's dope is the diversity and then the collab, the collaborations, you know, of, yeah. of music. See, I got. I feel like I got my hands in everywhere. I feel like um, I'm a very much, if I fuck with you, you're going to know I fuck with you. Like, everyone that in the scene that I have appreciated their music, I have tapped in with them personally. And if not, like, work with them are in the process of doing something together. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm very, I'm big on co- collaboration too. I feel like that's what makes the best work is like, I love when it. you bring like, even if it's just on production, even if it's like, I help somebody write a song, somebody helps me write something or no matter what it be, it's like, I feel like putting all that together can make the best shit, you know? Oh yeah. No doubt about it, man. For sure, bro. I just feel like, um, you know, Everybody's got talent. Everybody is, uh, you know, very distinguishedly, you know, uh, different. But also, um, you know, music is music, bro. You Just yeah. like they take multiple instruments to make one song, you can take multiple artists and yeah. make one dope-ass song. You and know Multiple I mean? minds is better than one. So having a bunch of people throwing ideas, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's how all these greats put these albums together is having a bunch of producers and a bunch of artists in one room and... Yeah. Fuck it, we're going to lock in for the X amount of days and push the shit out and just try to make the best body of work we can. I, and that's the difference is like, you know, I'm like, are people like just doing this shit as a hobby just because, you know, you can utilize technology to do things? Or are you like passionate about what you're doing? Because like I hear stories, bro. I hear, you know, the pain, the pleasure, everything in the music. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, 
you know, bro, it's very heartfelt music. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be, you know, successful uh, economically. You know, like, we're successful as far as, you know, having the talent, possessing the talent. We throw our own events and shit like that. But I don't know if it's going to require everybody putting money together or what yeah. it takes. But I tell people, like, invest in yourself. Invest in promoting yourself. Put yourself on billboards. Put yourself on posters, flyers, business cards, yeah. networking with people. And, you know, once you get all the love, and the support from your own community then you take your all that and then you start networking with ohio indiana chicago yeah. um you know new york california like you know what i'm saying i feel like people get scared of like people are almost scared of what they could be like you know mm-hmm. like like they get so caught up in a, in the idea of like how do i say this like you get so caught up in the idea of yourself of like you want us like you want to do all this shit. Like you want to, you want to do all this as best as you can, of course. But you put too much pressure on yourself to where you just don't do it at all. You know. Yeah, because you become your own worst critic. But that becomes yeah. from people comparing themselves to other people. And we've never seen it. Like a lot of times, like going back on that, on um, being a product of an environment when you don't see something, it's like we don't, we don't see artists like even that. Like, like yeah, we see doughboys and we see shit like that, but we don't see like artists like we don't see people coming out and getting famous in the hood for making movies or for doing this type of stuff it's always just the the negatives you know but i see like like they got them guys making that series called mcgraw ave oh that's hard yeah that's hard i think that's dope i just my brother put me on it shout out to my brother zoe and la landscaping but yeah he put me on to it i was like damn this is like really sweet you know what i'm saying i feel like you know they should be eating off that. That's and talent. They we, we, we can relate to it specifically. Like we get the, like we know what it's like. Like living through that shit and seeing the shit is like, oh damn! Like we know some shit like that to happen type shit. Like you know, like you see some shit where like real oh, yeah, lived I went experiences. Yeah. These are real lived experiences for sure. But like even like when I think about Vezo, I swear Vezo, shout out Vezo, my dog, boy. Yeah. But he like he went out to California. He was you know collaborating with uh, what is his name, Filthy, Filthy Rich or some yeah, shit yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then just networking, bro. Like networking, building, bringing your talent together, put your money together. You know right. what I'm saying? And 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 invest in some at least have some aim, have some goals. You know, and then invest in yourself, bro. Like with my pop- podcast bro i'm constantly pouring into into my podcast bro you know what i mean because i believe i believe in myself i believe in its purpose you know what i'm saying i believe in my guests and um you know i just i believe that one day you know i'm gonna be able to level up and and get to where i want to be you know of course uh going back on what you said to like collaborations and shit like that i feel like we're at the time where since we're not getting in each other's ways it's so dope when everyone collabs because it's like a crossover of a bunch of different a bunch of different flavors, a bunch of different melodies and styles and I'm not going to say different genres cuz they all kind of like nah, yeah, even even different genres cuz people are doing like a bunch of different just different sounding music, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like since we all sound so different when we do collab, it's is that it's like a collaboration. It's not like a like it's not like someone trying to sound like somebody. Like anytime I've done a song with somebody, it's never been like a I'm trying to sound like them or they're trying to sound like me. No, you we find this beat that we both like. I do me on it, you do you on it, and mm-hmm. that's the art of it. That's the like we're mm-hmm. mashing our worlds. We're not like 
I'm not watering my shit down or you're not watering your shit down mm-hmm. to like, you know. But you have to know if your talents are compatible. Yeah, no, of course, I mean? of course, you do got to like, you got to like, so maybe someone is more like Bari, like a lyricist, and someone is more like a turn up. Like, of course, you, f- you find that like spot in the middle to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying in the sense of you don't have to make yourself sound like something, like, you know, like make yourself sound too different from what you go for, to, like what you know type shit. Like you can just do mm-hmm. what you know. I do what I know. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know? If you could work with anybody, make make a song, a hit song with anybody, who would you want to make it with? In the city or in... Anywhere. Anywhere in life. Oh, anywhere in life? Um, shit, Drake. <laughs> Drake, Kanye. Um, no, I could see that. I'll say, you know, of course Drake, because that's like the Drake stimulus package is real, you know? Ain't no doubt about Anything it. Anything Drake touches <laughs> is gold, of course, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah, yeah, no uh, doubt. Kanye, I feel like that's... Uh, yeah, that's a goat for sure. That's yeah, a, yeah, everything definitely. he does, like as, as far as like just who he is as a person in the culture, like you know. And what I'm he saying? don't like, fit. He created his own lane, bro. Yeah, Kanye created his own lane. Like you even know, if he whether just you made, like it or hate it, it don't matter. He's still getting paid. He's still eating off of just being himself. Even you know? if he said, "Fuck it, I don't want to rap on none of this," but here go a bunch of beats. I'm taking all those. Like mm-hmm. uh, another person is probably like Pharrell. Yup, Pharrell's dope. Uh, Great He's production. always had a very unique sound. Usher, I want to do a song with Usher for sure. Like for I real? Said, yeah, that's a. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, Usher up was to that the man shit. back then. Yeah. Boy, a lot of kids, a sure. lot of babies got made off Usher. Facts. Yup, that's dope, man. I'm happy to hear that, bro. Shit, Eminem too. I ain't gonna lie. A lot of people put slander on Eminem's name. That's How a, can you, man? That's Eminem's a go to me. Eminem, that's one, that's one of the people who got me like really wanting to rap. Like I remember, he like, is a true lyricist. Funny story. Bro. One time I got a like. I got a flip phone for Christmas, like a little uh, prepaid flip phones, like, you know, the little like $20 ones type shit. I got one of those uh, and like I wasn't really on phones yet. I was still on like DS's and like, you know, like that type of shit, like still playing like Game Boys and shit like that. So Mm -hmm. it was like I wasn't fully on the know how to navigate through all that. So like when I got it, I was kind of like. Damn, I wanted to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I trade this for something? And mm-hmm. I went to the mall. And, I mean, I went to the uh, to Walmart and I traded it out for Eminem Recovery. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. So I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that was one of the first albums that was like, uh, no, not not uh, not Recovery. Fucking, what's it called? The Eminem. Uh, no, Curtain Calls. The uh, Curtain Call. It's like a uh, his compilation greatest hits album type shit like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I went and I got that album and I fucking played that. Like on loop type shit He was shit. cold bro Yeah He was cold like Big Pun You ever hit the Big yeah, Pun? Yeah Big Pun got Big some Pun shit Big Pun is a beast bro He was a lyricist I feel like Them two right there Like lyrically Were like just dope as hell bro You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah I feel like Eminem for sure is He yeah. for sure got some type of Influence on my I'm not gonna say on how I rap But like And, and he was always himself bro that's, never, that's what stood out the he most. He never bended or folded to accommodate anybody else's standards or expectations. Like, he was just Marshall Mathers, Yeah, dog. he was so unapologetically Like it or love him. it, yeah, unapologetically him for sure, bro. Like, it was like the fact that he wasn't trying to beat nobody else. He wasn't trying to fit this mold. It was just like either you like me or you don't. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you if you don't like me type shit. Like, that's, that's another thing. And people like, liked him more, you know what I'm saying? That's why I relate to people like him and Kanye because it's like, they do shit that's out the box. That's like, okay, like, the whole time it's just them. They're like, they do shit that's out the box and they're just being themselves through the whole process. Like, you yep. know what I'm saying? Like, they're not changing to fit any type of, like, 
restraints mm-hmm. or to to fit any type of mold. It's just like, no, this is me. Like, so what's the future look like for you, bro? You working on an album? Like, where is it you want to be? You know, one to three years from now. Um, shit. Music wise, you know, like. Oh, and and. Or, as, I mean, in life and music, just yeah. everything. As of right now, you're young. You what, twenty years old? Yeah, I'm, I'm only you're a young man. Years old. Boy, you got the whole life ahead of you. You feel me? Uh, in the next couple of years, the future is looking. Well, first of all, let me let me start with the first one. Uh, the project. I'm. I got a project coming in the next couple of months. I don't have a secure date yet, but it's for sure going to come before the end of the summer. Um, I've been working towards that. You know, dropping singles and. Just working on a rollout right now. Uh, I got a couple videos. Shout out to His Optics. Shout out to uh, Johnny Docs. And shout out to Barely Hispanic. That's who's doing the videos. Um, yeah, I want to do... It's going to be a project that I'm dropping that's me on it, like me rapping. And then I also have a project I'm making where it's like I made all the beats. And I'm just... I'm like on I'm like one on one or two songs, but it's going to be like a 10-song project with like a bunch of other people I like on it. Okay. So I'm just like curating it, but it's my beats though. Mm-hmm. And then okay. uh, I got another project that I also made all the beats for, but it's my next. Like, I produced it myself. I rapped on it. Like, just me, no features on all okay. my beats type shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I also, like I said, I have Eighth Wave, so I want to push that as far as I can go with it, and just hopefully take off and put my shit in a couple. What different is the stores. significance of Eighth Wave? What does it mean? Um. So I grew up on 8th Street for the majority of my life. So it's like the 8th represents that. And the wave is just always like, like, you know, like when you call it, when you like, when you start your own wave, it's like you, you're not really following any, you're not following any guidelines. You're not following anything that's already in motion. Like you're making, when you create your own waves, you're, you're the starting shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're the, you're you're the founder, the originator. Like you don't ever want to be the one that catches on and tries to copy others. You want to be the one that. You want people like I don't I don't really get offended when I see people do stuff that I I'm doing or like knowing that mm-hmm. like when people get influence from me that's like the highest like I love that shit like you know I love, what I'm yeah, to me no it's doubt like about it, ain't you're no reproducing bro. Yeah, you're like, contributing bro if, if someone could say like hey I listened to your music and got inspired even if the song sounds like oh you try to be Rico on this song mm-hmm. fuck you bro at least I inspired you to do it. like yeah. that's dope like Hell yeah, to me no it's like doubt, I don't bro. look at it as biting it's like it. I feel it's the like, same way dog damn bro you like my shit was. To you, like, my shit was so good that you were like, damn, mm-hmm. I want to sound like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, a lot of people, like, I feel like I was, you know, one of the first people in the neighborhood to come up with a podcast. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then, like, after that, like, I seen a lot of local people coming with podcasts. Yeah. I was very supportive of it. I was very proud of it. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's great. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, you know, people always hate, like, I always hear, like, oh, like, damn, everyone want to be a rapper now. But it's like, so what? Like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so what? Everyone wants to be a rapper. Everyone it's wants it's to be an a expression, yeah, dog, of, of life, music, thoughts, experience. You and know even then, mean? it's like, how do you know that this person isn't fire as fuck? How do you know this isn't like, like you know, people don't want to, going back into the fucking eighth wave, riding waves, like, people only want to support you when they see the wave of other people doing it. Like, Maybe once, like, it. it's been people that are like, like yeah, I know of you, but it wasn't until so and so shared your music that I tapped mm-hmm. in, and yeah. I'm like, damn, like, 
maybe someone that is a mutual for both of us. Like, oh, yeah, like, until I seen you on a Nino podcast, I didn't really care to tap in. Yeah, yeah. Like, damn, yeah. bro, I had you on this shit the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've been yeah. watching my shit, but you never really tapped in. And it's yeah. like, sometimes it takes that, but it's it's what comes with it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, And then it's, it's the way you present yourself, the way you invest in yourself, that people take you seriously. And then it's the impact that you make. You know, people are always about what can you do for me? What do I get out of this? If I sit here and watch this podcast for an hour, am I going to learn something am i gonna gain something am i even gonna enjoy it you know what yeah. i'm saying so tell people man where they can find you find your music all that good shit man promote yourself uh you can find me on all platforms at rico waves that's r-i-c-o-w-a-v-e-z uh rico waves i'm on apple music spotify soundcloud pandora Deezer, uh, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Damn. Snapchat, TikTok, Damn. Instagram. Who cutting the check, dog? Um, Damn. Fucking Bro, we got to get iTunes. out all this shit. Uh, I'm going to be on Twitch soon. I'm gonna, I'm, I want to start a Twitch. Uh, you can follow my clothing brand at 8th Wave Records on Instagram. Uh, website coming soon. More details on that. Project coming soon. Uh, let me see what else. Uh... I got a video drop in the next couple of weeks. Uh, follow me on Instagram. You can check out and learn more about that. Who's doing your video? Uh, Who's doing the, the first director? one that's dropping is going to be from uh, Johnny Docs. Okay. So that's at G.I. Johnny Docs on Instagram. And then the second video I got is coming from His Optics. I got two coming from Shot by His Optics, a.k.a. Freddie. Shout out to them. They went. They just, uh, they're coming back from overseas. You know, they went on a world tour type shit. Uh, shit, that boy DJ going on. I mean EJ going on a uh, world trip. That boy was just in Amsterdam. Yeah, I they, said, man, they this all guy over there. They went to uh, dog. they went to like Morocco, Italy, fucking Amsterdam, <sighs> Berlin. So, man, good for them. Yeah, good for him. Shout good out to for the them. you know any any win for the home team is a win for me. That's how I look at it. Ain't like, no doubt about it, bro. That is so beautiful, dog. To be able to go and travel the world and see life from all different, you know aspects dog you know going into a different environment different community different culture just a whole different nationality and yeah like especially during the pandemic i feel like it it got like yeah a lot of people found themselves creatively but it was also kind of hard for the people already doing music because since we're not going out and we weren't we weren't out actively living new experiences it was kind of hard to create new content because you're not doing shit like you know what i'm saying you're not you can't rap about all these things you've done and tell the truth because you haven't gone nowhere. Unless you're mm-hmm. talking about some shit you did years ago mm-hmm. or, like, in the past. It's like, damn, you haven't, like, everyone has been in the house, so you don't really have anything, like, you can't talk about a trip to Jamaica because you haven't, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you've been yeah, in the sure. crib all day type shit. Yeah, no doubt about it. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.